This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This is Annie Grace, and I got a great question yesterday, one that has me, you know, really thinking, and I thought I'd share my answer here. I was actually being interviewed um, for a magazine, and I was sitting across, you know, the table from the woman who was interviewing me, and she said, so, Annie, are you sober? And it's interesting. I've never been asked that question before, I think, because it's just the assumption that, yes, I'm sober. And I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't really identify with the word sober and I started just kind of pouring out my heart around why and and I wanted to share it with you and I know this is going to feel sort of counterintuitive because I'm the first one to say like I don't drink (laughs) and you know if you've seen me on television at all and they ask this question and I say yeah I drink I drink as much as I want whenever I want to I just haven't wanted to have a drink in like almost five years now actually just over five years now and Here's here's the interesting thing, though. When I was asked, am I sober, would I say, hi, my name's Annie, I'm sober. I've, I've never really said that. I've never said, you know, and, and why? So why is it for me? And here's why. There's a few reasons. First of all, I have such a just fundamental issue with the fact that when it comes to alcohol, 100% is success and 99.9% is abject miserable, stigmatized failure. (laughs) Where else and with what else on the planet is that true? How does that even make sense? How is that even fair? And how is that ever setting ourselves up for success, right? And so the idea of sober being the goal or destination has never been my true north, has never been my goal or destination because I think what I've chased and what's really led me down the journey that I've been on is a very different question. Now, I will tell you that when I first started questioning my drinking, I did think about, I need to get sober. I need to stop drinking. And that was my goal. And actually that goal led me into a very long period of time, years of making promises to myself and then breaking those promises. So it would look like this. Okay. I'm going to at least, you know, only drink on the weekends, only on the weekends, not during the week. I'm a mom. I'm, I'm at home. I need to not drink, drink during the week, only on the weekends. That wouldn't work. So I'd be like, okay, only Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's only, that's it. Nothing else. That wouldn't work. Okay. Just after hump day, after Wednesday, it's totally fine. That didn't work. And you can see where this was going. And eventually I was like, okay, one day a week. I'm going to have one day a week where I don't drink. Right. And then that wouldn't work. And then I was like, okay, just two drinks a night. That's my max. That's my limit. And if you've read this naked mind, you know, it starts me waking up, having promised myself only two drinks tonight and not even being able to count how many glasses of wine I had drank. And so I lived in that space of, of trying for this thing. And it was when I started to ask myself a different question, when I started to ask myself, well, I've been asking like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I fix this? Why can't I get over this? What, what's wrong with me? And when I started to look at this and be like, what's changed? Why is it that it didn't used to be an issue? Why is it that alcohol wasn't as important as it is now. Why is it that alcohol didn't used to take up so much of my brain space? It didn't used to be something where I'd walk into the party and the first thing I think about was, okay, where's the bar? What's to drink? I used to walk in the party and be like, oh, you know, there's Sally. Let me go talk to her. Or, huh, I'm, I'm hungry. And so how is it that all of a sudden 
I'm spending so much time thinking about drinking, thinking about not drinking, thinking about how much I'm going to drink on this roller coaster of it. What changed? So I started asking that question. And then as a result of asking that question, I started asking in a better question, which was not what's wrong with me, but was what's wrong with alcohol. What is it about this fermented substance in a glass that has such a hold on me? What is it? What has it done in my brain? What has it done in my body? And interestingly, the place where I found freedom wasn't in saying that I'm never going to drink again. And that's for a lot of reasons. First of all, that goal, I'm not going to know I'm successful till I'm dead. <laughs> I don't want a goal that I don't know I'm successful at until I'm dead. I don't like that. That doesn't make me feel good. Number two, I know enough about how the brain works to really fully understand the forbidden fruit syndrome. And the forbidden fruit syndrome is simply that you want more of what you are not allowing yourself to have. You know this is true. <laughs> As soon as you decide you're not eating ice cream today, or as soon as you decide that, you know, um, those French fries are off limits, all of a sudden they're so much more appealing to you. So I did never go into this entire journey with, I'm getting sober. I'm going to be sober. I went into this with, I'm going to really look at this substance and I'm going to change my feelings about it because the different question for me was not, how can I stop drinking? And I could do it out of willpower for very short periods of time. It made me miserable, but I could do it. But I always felt like I was missing out. And by the way, in the moments when I wasn't drinking, my thinking about drinking increased. So in the times that I wasn't drinking out of willpower, I was actually thinking more about alcohol and it was more important in my life than when I was drinking. So my, my, my goal was no longer, how can I be sober? My goal became, how can I find peace and freedom? How can I be mentally free of this? And by the way, how can I change my thinking so that I don't want to drink? And because here's the truth, and here's what I've learned, is that us as human beings, we do things because of emotion. We do things because we want to do them or because we don't want to do them. And yes, we can use our willpower and we can exert it for a short amount of time. But willpower, by definition, is conflict. It's pushing or pulling, right? You are doing something by force that you don't want to be doing. And I didn't want force in my life. I wanted peace in my life. My question started to be things like, how can alcohol become small and irrelevant? How can alcohol not take up all of my thinking? And in that, I really found answers. But those answers never caused me to be like, and now I'm sober, which is really, really interesting. Now, I think that another aspect of this for me that I knew sort of intuitively is this idea of forever. Forever being something that was such a stumbling block for me. And now that I have, you know, the, this this Naked Mind book has sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of copies, that I've written a second book, The Alcohol Experiment, that I coach thousands of people online, that we have this Naked Mind Institute that trains coaches to coach thousands of people. We, we now have Naked Mind coaches who are, are psychiatrists and doctors and incredible things. All of these things are happening. And I say, okay, this message needs to reach the people who need to hear it. And guess what? The people who need to hear it don't necessarily want a let me show you how to get sober message. And I know that might be counterintuitive, but it's just the truth because I didn't want a let me show you how to get sober message. I wanted a message that really spoke to where I was right then. And so if I'm going to be on a platform or have an audience or be on television, I want my words not to land, you know, very comfortably in the quote recovery community or the sobriety community because honestly they have what they need. I want my words to be landing in the hearts of the mom who feels like 
man, she overdid it at, at yesterday's play date. You know, or the dad who's just staying a little bit too long at happy hour because he can't really face going home. You know, that's where I want my words. And guess what? The idea of becoming mindful in your relationship with alcohol, the idea of taking an experiment or a 30-day break, the idea of exploring your relationship without any rules, that's what's going to land for somebody who's just starting to get curious. So much more than a message of stop drinking. And that is so, so, so important to me. But I can't do that without also, like, I can't be a bait and switch. I can't create something like the alcohol experiment with it having to be that at the end you stop drinking forever because that would be totally inauthentic and dishonest. And the truth is, again, what I talked about at the very beginning of this video is that not necessarily the path for everybody. But if we all, instead of saying 100% is success and 99.9% .9 is failure, if we all start looking for me, Annie Grace, where am I going to find peace? Where am I going to find a place? And this is what you know. a lot of my work does is help to lead you to that place where you can find the place where alcohol is small, it's irrelevant, it is not taking up a ton of your brain space. Now that doesn't mean that you don't drink necessarily. That might mean that you never drink and that's how it's become small and irrelevant to you because as soon as you pick up one drink, all of a sudden, boom, alcohol monster is in full effect and you're thinking about drinking all the time and you've discovered that for yourself and you've put that into practice. Now it might mean the opposite where you have a drink once, you know, when you want to, or a few times a month or, you know, even whatever it is for you that feels free and feels good. And so the framework of my work isn't leading to you to a sober destination as much as I want to, A, totally lower the barrier to entry around the conversation. Because by the way, and I'm going to go on a tangent, but if the barrier to entry around even getting curious about our drinking or even becoming mindful about our drinking, saying, huh, do I really want this drink that's just being handed to me instead of just drinking it because it's our habit or because we've just been unconsciously doing it. Even that, that conversation has a massively high barrier to entry right now in our society. And yes, it's starting to come down with things like the mindful drinking movement, the sober curious movement. But historically, if you even want to question your drinking, you are met with this like, okay, is it a problem? If you even say to your friends, I feel like I'm drinking too much, everybody's like, oh, do you have a problem? Is it a problem? Do we need to be worried? Do we need to have an invention? What's happening? Are you an alcoholic? Oh my gosh. And so this, we have this huge barrier to entry to even discussing alcohol. I want it to be that we can discuss alcohol like we talk about sugar, like, oh, let's split a donut because there's too many, too many, um, you know, too much sugar in it. And, and so we just have this mindful wellness conversation about drinking. So number one, I want to lower the barrier to entry. But number two, I really want to facilitate a a place where people find their own truth and are not defined by what's right for other people. Because what's right for one person is not going to be what's right for somebody else. And for some people who would benefit so much by reducing their drinking, would never even have the conversation about reducing their drinking if the only message was that you had to get sober. And so, <laughs> a very long rant to answer a question that I have not been asked in five years, which is, am I, so am I sober? And um, I guess I'll just say what I always say, which is, I drink as much as I want, whenever I want. I just haven't wanted to pick up a drink in five years now, which is a very cool thing. All right, you guys, have a great day. Let me ask you a question. 
What is better than change? Lasting change, of course. And if you've had trouble making change stick, either with alcohol or in any other area of your life, you are in for a treat. I created the 100 Days of Lasting Change to ensure that we don't just change for a moment, but we truly transform for a lifetime. And this program is so close to my heart. Thousands of people have been through it and their results are incredible. But don't take my word for it. Check it out at thisnakedmind.com forward slash 100 days. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today. Thank you.